He is, in a sense, frozen in place, as, I assume, am I to any number of people from that time and place who possibly have not cast more than an occasional thought my way over all these years. Another odd thing happened, though, as I sat there in that small-town library and flipped through the pages of those old yearbooks. Time and the urgency to depart dismissed, I found myself wandering through a thicket of long-forgotten faces and names— and like most thickets, at least in West Texas, where mesquite passes for trees, it was full of painful thorns and twisted, misshapen limbs that refused to conform themselves into a comforting scene. Each photo recalled a personality, and I was overwhelmed by a wilderness of wonder and impossible questions about what became of them. I know what happened to some, naturally, as my family and what few of them I continue to keep contact with keep me informed. But apart from that comparative handful, I had no knowledge of the fates of most of the people at all. At one time in my life they were, for better or worse, more important to me than any group of people in the world. I knew all of them, loved some, lusted hopelessly after others, desperately envied or felt superior to many, hated and feared more than a few. A number of them struck me as being people I'd always planned to get to know better, but somehow never did. And now, nearly half a century later, I realized that I had utterly forgotten almost all of them, shut them away in a vault of memory that has been rarely, if ever, opened. It's a natural thing, of course, to recollect such people and wonder what they became when they grew up, to wonder if they married, divorced, found careers, achieved wealth or went bust, realized their ambitions, or found themselves broken and disillusioned. Many I remembered as individuals with firm convictions and sound ideals, the sort of folks who exuded confidence in the rightness of their visions, however wrong they may have been, and the certainty of their beliefs, however erroneous they were ultimately revealed to be. Our generation was brought up to have convictions, to develop them and nurture them, and never to surrender them for caprice. In most ways, I was just like them, and like most of them, surely, I soon found that the world was a far larger and more difficult place than I ever imagined from my small-town West Texas perspective. Life, I eventually learned, was primarily made up of lies and limitations. Visions, beliefs, convictions, I later discovered, were subject to as much sudden and violent change as the West Texas weather. At the same time, There was so much that seemed so right in those faces, so self-assured and courageous. Blemishes were naturally carefully concealed, and even the candid shots of ourselves going about the all-too-important business of being adolescents seemed to exude a kind of surety about where we were, who we were, and who we were sure we would become. So for several more hours than I truly had time to spend— I found myself flipping those glossy pages and confronting myself as I was, one of many long-forgotten faces and names. And I was constantly stung by how quickly the vitality slips away from a time and place and people, how rapidly it passes away into dusty memory. One dictum writers hear over and over again particularly from instructors of writing who, often, are not themselves successful writers, is to write what you know. Most writing students take this to mean that setting, background, details of character and plot 
are to be drawn exclusively from personal experience, or, at the very least, from learned knowledge. They therefore attempt to shape facts into fiction. The result is seldom satisfying. Caught somewhere between memoir and extrapolation, they constantly struggle with compromise, with the difficulty of making the actual shape fit the imaginary mold so they can tell the story they want to tell. Too often, writers respond to a criticism that something is not credible or doesn't work with the protest, but that's what she really did, or that's what he really was like. Reality always gets in the way when a writer takes the instruction literally, for no fiction can ever be as remarkable as fact, or as incredible. Made-up stories, fictions, should never conform to the reality of memories, however embellished, softened, or sharpened they may have become over time. The facts, what one knows, always...